Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact retromaniapodcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Catching Up with Kobe and Dave. I'm one half of the hosting squad, Kobe, and as always, I am joined here with the other half of the hosting squad, Dave Rosenblum. Dave, what's going on? Representing Kicking Out at Two. How you doing, buddy? What's up, man? How are you? I'm uh, doing great. Time. Yes, it has. Um, well, it feels like it has. We, we caught up in February, but it's just been a long month in between uh, February and March. But we're catching up with everybody again. Uh, a lot of changes have gone on. Uh, WWE Network is transferring to Peacock. Uh, I just brought a baby girl into the world. I didn't. Uh, my, my, my significant other did. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that would be weird if I did swerve. Um, but you yeah, help, you uh, helped book the finish. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Yeah. So nonetheless, I've been busy, but uh, you know, curating life and then curating the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network here. But yeah, everything's been uh, happening great on the streams. We have Monday Night Marks. We have Cool Truth. Um, you know, we have Kicking Out at Two, Kicking Ass as always. And you're posting a lot of stuff right now as the uh, road to WrestleMania gears up. You're posting some WrestleMania photos, and uh, what's going on with Kicking Out at 2 and you, Dave? It's pretty much WrestleMania season as usual. Business as usual at Kicking Out at 2. we got a bunch of WrestleMania content in the archives if you guys want to check it out over at Podbean by searching WrestleMania with a W or on many podcast platforms available. we got um, the the Mount Rushmore of worst WrestleMania main events of all time. Dennis and I had fun with that one. We do a watch along of the Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania 7 career ending match. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we watched the final Nitro, uh, which just dropped earlier this week. We did a special um, WrestleMania The Afterlife uh recording where we uh, we booked the greatest Wrestlemania from the afterlife everyone who has passed away in wrestling history that are no longer with us whether you've performed on Wrestlemania or not we book a Wrestlemania card from heaven from whatever uh, alternate universe that you believe in once you leave this earth um, because I'm not going to get into that conversation here Uh, we we have we have a lot of fun with that got some uh, other great content as well coming up uh you know, in the next couple of weeks, WrestleMania 17 trading places. We're gonna try and 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 trade places with the greatest WrestleMania of all time, and see if our finishes and our alternate scenarios uh, still make that WrestleMania the greatest of all time. That's coming up next week, and then the following week as we head closer to WrestleMania, we're gonna recap the worst WrestleMania of all time, in my opinion, WrestleMania 2. So uh, we're gonna ha- we're having fun with that on the 35 year anniversary of that, and I think we're gonna be dropping some bonus shows too as well on the network. Um, you know, some WrestleMania bonus related content, maybe like a bonus little mini watch along of, of a WrestleMania match or something. But we're definitely gonna drop something uh, WrestleMania weekend or close to WrestleMania weekend, I should say, over our kick on it too. Awesome. That's great. And you can find all that stuff on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network on any podcasting app searching Retromania with a W. Um, that's right. The archive is set up on Podbean. That's our home base there. You got everything there. And I actually noticed uh, to any of the Apple uh, podcast listeners out there, um, iTunes, 
formerly. Um, I realize the they're they're only allowing three hundred episodes on the stream, so we have three hundred and thirty episodes. Oh, um, hey and, now. <clears throat> And yeah, so uh, we have hours and hours of content. So if you want all that stuff, go to Podbean um, and find us there in the archive. Go deep into uh, when we when we first started, the origin of everything, the origin of attitude, the that origin sucks. of kicking out at two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know Apple. Uh, Apple kind of sucks, but you know, um, here's here's everybody uh, here's sucks a, these days. Uh, apparently, I, I when know. it comes to streaming and, and podcasting and all this I, I and know. that, I mean, we're so gonna get I, into it. But I want to make a statement. Yeah, because uh, it, it's weird that. You know, we're coming up 20 years now. We just passed uh, 20 years, the anniversary of uh, WWE absorbing WCW. And yes. what happened there is they collected a lot of their libraries um, that WCW owned from, like, uh, you know, their library of wrestling content. from All the way past. to Jim Crockett, Georgia Championship Wrestling, Mid-Atlantic Championship City, Wrestling. Yeah. Um, now, Kansas City, I think, is still one of the very few libraries that they don't own. Okay. I, th- I, I could be wrong, but I know that there's a few NWA territories like Roy St. Sh- Louis, something. St- I think St. Louis and Kansas City might be a couple of those territories that the WWE does not own. And if they Or if they do, the footage isn't even salvageable because of the way that it, gotcha. was, it was stored. I know them and Roy Shire out in... Uh, uh, the mid, uh, the, uh, uh, shit, I would say out West, maybe mm-hmm. Ro- I think Roy Shire's territory. I want to say, um, out in California, California or Oregon, uh, Seattle area. Maybe I could be mistaken, but yeah, there's very few territories that WWE still doesn't have their footage of. And I think a lot of it has to do with the quality of the footage as well, just because right. just by the way it was stored, but go ahead. I, 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 I jumped right in, but. Well, well, twenty years ago, and they absorb WCW and their their catalog, but not all of it is available at the time. And then flash forward to WWE having their own network, um, you know, thinking ahead of the game, um, kind of in streaming content wise, um, you know, they were they were ahead of the game. They were ahead of ESPN. They were ahead of a lot of um, sporting and TV uh, companies. But since then, you know, Vince has gotten older, and I think. He's wanting to sell everything, but uh, I digress. He, he not everything has been available, but now they're about to transfer twenty years later to Peacock. Uh, almost, you know, twenty years to the date, all their content is going to another sub, you know, company. They're going to be a the subsidiary sub, of yeah, subletting uh, the content. Yeah, exactly. So we're not going to get all that content. And like I said, I I. I I hate to be a person that said I told you so, but you on did. the last one, I told you, you so. You did. I I, 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 I disagree with you. And, and you, you and did, man. We're not going to get all of our content again. We're not going to get all the retro stuff. We're not going to get. It's going to be very picky and choosy. And as I've I've seen, there's been a lot of complications with the Peacock Network. Um, but you know, I I, I really want to really want to toss this out here. I'm working on building a website for Retromania so that everybody can go back to the archive catalog episodes and like it's it'll be organized and you can see everything there and it'll always be there, a home base for you guys. And fuck Apple for doing that and uh, getting rid of. <laughs> the 30 episodes you're the you're the you're the problem you're the wwe network you're the uh big corporation the machine that we're trying to fight over here to have good quality content for everybody you're the monster heel to our baby face 
Exactly. Um, nonetheless, that being said, we'll never get sponsored by anybody. Nope. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> okay. Anyhow. Fuck up. Dave, how how you feeling about Peacock? Or have you signed up? Let's let's get into it. All right. So you you were the one that said I told you so on our last edition of Catching Up, and and I disagreed with you, and I thought, no, there's no way they're gonna make this. You know, they're gonna make this big move without bringing all their stuff over there. Like I just thought, like with with that, with all the content they currently have and all the technological capabilities that you know a big corporate conglomerate like NBC Universal has, that there's no way that. They weren't going to absorb the entire library of the WWE network, and I, I was against—I I totally disagreed with what you with what you were saying. And I will be the first to admit, you were right. I was wrong. They 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 have taken a fraction of their library and put it in what they call their hub on Peacock. Now, after I believe it was not long after our recording that a press release came out because people were asking questions and emailing Peacock and WWE Network as to, you know, what content was going to be on and such. So they sent out this press release and they listed off everything that's going to be available at the start of the launch. And they left out a lot of stuff. And they had even said that, um, that that the full catalog won't be available till at the latest August, but right before SummerSlam. And I was like, Jesus... And, and, and how long did they talk about this move to Peacock? You know, I would say probably about a month and a half, two months, because I think I think that that announcement came in January. So it feels kind of rushed. It's like this yeah. company is trying to get sold by somebody. Well, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make. Let's just put it this way: I think the move. It's obviously a smart monetary move for them, you know, to to be able to take their library and and sell it out to different you know to to a different streaming services because that's what that's what the market is today i mean espn plus made a a deal with direct tv just recently that's going to be huge for for you know, huge implications especially for football um when, when it comes to um uh streaming service there's all different kinds of of streaming services that are that are making big deals with big television networks um, Paramount Plus absorbs CBS All Access, and 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 they're gonna they're gonna have live sports, and so it's it basically cable's never gonna die, okay? Cable will all cable has just absorbed themselves and made themselves a part of the streaming service, and that's what WWE Network is doing because originally, you know, seven plus, you know, I think it was seven years ago or so when the WWE Network launched, um, they talked about their projected numbers and what they were looking to make and what they were looking to 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 absorb for subscribers. Uh, over the over the course of the next several years, and they had been sitting at the one million, one point two million mark for the last, I'd say, probably about five and a half years or so. Um, so now they're at a point where all the money that they're putting into their network, everything that they're they're giving out in their network for the price point that they're delivering at nine ninety nine, they felt like they weren't getting as much in return. So therefore. And this is just me, you know, spitballing here. I don't. I'm not an expert, but that's why I think the move to Peacock was was what they had decided to go through with. Now, um, with that being said, as I just went around the block here, um, I did get the Peacock service, and after I after I had read the press release, and I was like, man, I go. I said to myself, I go. I planned out all of my pretty much. The majority of 2021 shows through a lot of network content that's not going to be available. 
So I had to like think on the fly here and I was looking through the library that they had and I was like, well, it's not that impressive. And then slowly but surely they're adding little by little as time goes on. So I decided I'm going to get the the the, uh, the Impact Plus app, the TNA app, because there were a lot of old footage from TNA that I used to watch. And I, I like some of their older stuff from like 2004, 2005, 2006. I, get, I, I, I can cruise along with some content and, and kind of add a little different variety. So I purchased the Impact Plus app for an entire year for $71.99, which isn't bad at all. Um, okay. So I, I've, I've yet to really browse through the catalog, but on the features on the Peacock app, um, I'm not really impressed. First of all, you can't skip to certain matches and segments if you watch an old show on demand, like an old pay-per-view. So you got to fast-forward, almost like you're fast-forwarding a, a VHS tape and a VCR, and then just hope you land where you land. Um, well, yeah, which is which is kind of silly. Um, the the live content from what I from what I had heard after watching Fastlane, because I watched Fastlane the replay on the WWE Network. I didn't watch it on Peacock. Um, you can't fast forward. You can't pause. If you if you if you happen to miss you know the first half hour, forty five minutes of the show, you can't start it from the beginning like you could on WWE Network or other apps as well. So um, that that seems to be an issue among fans from from things I've read. So uh, that's something that Peacock I think is looking into even further uh, when it comes to um, when it comes to that feature. Um, and then things, other things I've read, they've edited out a lot of content. Like, uh, for instance, WrestleMania six, you can't watch the Roddy Piper bad news Brown match because Roddy Piper, um, painted half his body black. Uh, Vince McMahon dropped the N word on a pay-per-view in 2005 with Booker T and you can't watch that anymore. So the, the Peacock's going through the WWE networks, 17,000 hours. Wait, do you think they, do you think they allowed Booker T to say the N word when he called out Hogan? We'll, well have to the, check and verify. Well, we will. I mean, it's currently that 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 show is currently not up there as of this morning. I was going through their catalog. They have very little WCW content. Okay, but they're going through, <sighs> they're going through a lot of um, a lot of the catalog to see what's you know what's up to their standards and practices, so to speak. So um, as this far as it makes me anxious, man, this it, it it hurts my it hurts my heart as a wrestling fan. Um, yeah, as an old school wrestling <clears throat> fan, as a retro wrestling fan you know um I, I really i should have kept my vhs's i should have saved dvds <laughs> i should have really been like jim Cornette and just filled wall to wall but and then and i i probably wouldn't be uh you know uh, engaged and having a kid yeah uh, yeah your you, you know? your baby so, would have no diapers if yeah. you saved all your shit yeah um but i mean honestly this sucks man it, it's i i guess it'll we can i can be an, i can be an optimist and say i hope that everything will be added and features will change because when the WWE network did start there were some of those same features like you could only fast forward for a little bit until they got the time stamped it took some but time the network still never really you know it was hard to search for anything to begin with you and i had that trouble where it would be different search categories via my computer versus your tv app yeah um, yeah, the, yeah. The setups on on the different platforms were 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 much different, you know. So there were times where, you know, like you said, you and I would be like, "Hey, did you find this?" And like, "Oh no, you got to search here instead." Like you'd look on your laptop, I'd look on my Fire Stick, or I'd look on my Roku, and you'd look on, you know, wherever. You know what I mean? So I think it's gonna take a little time to be a work in progress, but you know, um, 
for the most part, um, you know, it's it, it's wrestling. It's it's a catalog and a library. Think, let's put it this way: we're spoiled. Okay, we've been spoiled for a long time now as wrestling fans. All right, when it comes to from content from a content perspective, so it's a wrestling catalog on a streaming service that not only offers the WWE hub, but also television shows, movies, sports. All that jazz, all right, for nine ninety yeah. nine, the same price point you were getting WWE Network for. So I, yeah. I look at it like you, you got a little more bang for your buck. Well, we got we we do have the Peacock TV here, but I have not set up or tried to view WWE on that um, said app. I still have been using the network, and honestly, the past couple months that you and I have uh, tried to do watch alongs or anything, I've I've had an issue. So I've had to like set up video at least 15 minutes in advance to try to bypass the app um, playing a commercial before and freezing. Yeah. And then it'll sit there and freeze and load and load and load. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's because they're transferring everything or they just Or don't your care. internet sucks. No, my internet is great, man. Everything else is, no, I'm is just messing with perfect. No, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I understand, but I, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, it, it sucks, you know? Yeah. <sighs> I can I can only hope that we'll get a good catalog because you have a lot of watch along content in the archive. Um, yeah. And how is this going to turn out for us and a lot of other wrestling podcasts that aren't us um, that have you know watch along content from the network? Yeah. Well, I will say um, I was I was curious about that when it comes to you know a bunch of those podcasts that Conrad Thompson does. One of them he does with Tony Schiavone, the the What Happened When. They've been doing a theme this last uh, several months where they were covering Jim Crockett Promotions, nineteen the year 1986. So they were doing watch-alongs of the old World Championship Wrestling Show, which they had years and years of content of that show um, mm-hmm. in their archives. And so... A good um, three or four years, but yeah, straight up, like every yeah. week of WCW. Exactly. You know, hour, 90 minutes, sometimes two hours, uh, you know, e- each episode. And... Uh, they they had just recently announced that you know during this time period with the with the move that WWE Network has made to Peacock, um, obviously they're going to have to hold off on those watch alongs. However, um, they're going to they're going to still kind of keep up with the 1986 theme, and uh, you know get interviews with guys that you know performed in that era, like the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Nikita Koloff, uh, Lex Luger, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson—the names that that were you know part of the 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 heyday of Jim Crockett Promotions—they're going. They they've said that they're going to produce those names uh, and and bring them on the show for interviews to discuss uh, certain segments, and matches, and things like that from uh, from the year of 1986 and JCP. So uh, you know people are adapting. You know, like I said, I've t- I, I purchased the Impact Plus app so that I could kind of add some of that content to my show as well so I'm, I'm, I'm still setting up a schedule follow post wrestlemania i really don't have anything too you know concrete post wrestlemania for kicking out at two but um you know in the coming weeks hopefully i'll have something uh you know you know finalized more and uh you know we'll, we'll, we'll be rocking and rolling yeah if you can ever figure out how to do uh the new japan app um uh we can swap uh, subscriptions again uh if you want to do uh, it's not a, uh, tna for new japan yeah no, i wouldn't mind doing that the problem is on my roku they don't have the new japan app available and that's all i have See? is, is it's is, a downfall if they want to expand to america 
Yeah, it's I, I don't have so I have Roku just in my house. I used to have a fire stick in the basement and a Roku in our bedroom for me and my wife and um we got rid of we got rid of the the fire stick cuz we got a new t- a smart TV that had a Roku um already installed in the television. So it just uploaded everything from my Roku in the bedroom up into the TV in the basement. So I got rid of the fire stick so therefore I can't get the new Japan app. Otherwise, I'd watch a bunch of new Japan stuff too. Um, and add more, you know, content for this show for for kicking out it too. But you know, we'll see what happens when that time comes. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll swap apps and, and and shit like that. And we'll uh, you know, we'll swap apps. That we'll sounds... swap we'll, sw- we'll swap apps. Actually, I'm not <laughs> sure if I could do that only because my password is attached to I think my Gmail account. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm not um, sure. I'd have to look into that more. As as I'm sitting here publicly telling you that sorry. I'm going to give give out my password, uh, so that the people over at Google uh, put a stop yeah. to that real quickly. Uh, but anyhow, yeah. No. Overall, I mean, I get where your 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 anxiousness and your frustration is as a fan with all the content. I just think it's going to take a little longer for us to get to that happy place where we want to be as as subscribers. But um, you know, I mean. You know, we, we, you and I have learned to adapt, so we're going to do that when it comes to, you know, our content on this show as well, as well as the rest of the network. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and speaking of our content, we we are coming up on our two year anniversary of the network um, and we transferred over a shit ton of content um, within two days. And we did have a little bit of a delay ourselves because of, uh, some hurdles for the, uh, the Podbean feed. Yes. Um, but nonetheless, we have our whole archive there and, uh, you know, established we and weekly and going strong, dropping it yep. weekly two years, man. Um, that's, that's awesome, man. So, uh, big ups to you, especially, um, for Pre- continuously dropping weekly content. Appreciate and, uh, th- it. Th- thank you for the fans as well um, and the listeners. Um, you guys really helped drive this show. Uh, you yep. built up the, the downloads for us. Thank you again. Um, this has been a great year, um, nonetheless. But the, the last two years, we've, uh, we've, we've been here. We're coming up. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, looking forward to what you know. What else we got uh, planned for the, the the upcoming year, moving forward with the the uh, the podcast, the the podcast network. Uh, maybe we'll do like a little uh, WrestleMania weekend celebration of shorts. Who knows? Um, but yeah, yeah. let's let, let's get into some more meat and potatoes. Let's catch up some more because there's there's been a lot going on since we've. Uh, since since we've last spoken, uh, what about uh, what about? I mean, it's WrestleMania season. Got to talk about what's going on with WrestleMania season. Why don't you uh, why don't you why don't you lead the conversation here? What's on your mind? All right. Well, let's talk about the Hall of Fame. Last year we didn't have a Hall of Fame before WrestleMania That's right. season. Correct. Um, so this year they're kind of doubling up, and uh, they they have some featured names. Uh, any anybody that of importance that you've recognized as an inductee. That, that that deserves to go in, Eric Bischoff, hundred um, percent. Okay, I was I was disappointed that he wasn't a part of the NWO induction, but I thought to myself, well, he'd done so much more than just the the the, the creation of the NWO as a promoter, as an on screen character, um, as an executive behind the scenes in wrestling. That you know he deserved an induction all on his own, and they've given him one, and he's going to go in this year with the NWO in the same on the on the same show in the same class. 
Um, this is the, actually this is the 2021 class, so they're going to put in 2020 and 2021. I know Batista is not going to be a part of it due to some. Well, uh, who who was in the 2020 then? If, did they list people for the 2020? They, they did. They did. Okay. They had they had the NWO, Hogan, Hall, Nash, and X Pac. Um, they had the Bella Twins, Jushin Thunder Liger, JBL, Batista. Um, the and British, the British Bu- Bulldog. And the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. As far okay. as I know, the only person from that class that won't be a part of this year's uh, ceremony will be Batista uh, due to some uh, some uh, prior obligations, uh, oh. ho- Hollywood commitments, so to speak. So Cool. Um, I hope I, we get to see Liger. If not, he'll be, he'll be streaming. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that this ceremony, well, from what I've read, they're, they're taping it. Um, the week of WrestleMania, or maybe even the week before. I, I want to say they might be taping it this week. To be to be honest with you, okay. Um, they're they're going to be taping it, I believe, in, in, over the course of two nights. And I have a feeling that a good amount of this is going to be zoomed uh, if for for those that won't be able to make it. So there's a good there's a good chance that Liger might not be there in person. They might zoom his induction speech, and because it's going to be taped and it won't be live, you're going to get a lot of cutting and pasting, a lot of editing. Um, it's going to, it's going to be thunderdomed, uh, for the, for the best, to the best of my recollection. So, um, uh, for, I also heard that, um, they will allow some family members and, and pe- members of the roster, uh, to, to attend, uh, to have somewhat of a, a live audience. But for the most part, it's going to be very, very, um, sanitized in a WWE fashion. So, okay. um, well, yeah. So you think they'll do the 2020 electees first and kind of get that out of the way, and then they'll go into the 2021? I'm not sure if they're going to do that or not. Um, I don't know if they I, – I think they might mix it up, to be honest with you, to kind of keep things fresh. Um, because as far as I'm concerned, I mean, the names that they've listed for 2021, they're not bad, but there's nobody that, like, I feel like could like stands out that could be um, – you know, uh, a, a top inductee to like main event, so to speak. So, like for instance, I think the NWO is probably going to close out the Hall of Fame um, as the 2020 okay. inductees. But for 2021, you got Molly Holly, you got Eric Bischoff, who I think you know. To me, it's I'm looking forward to that induction the most. Um, Kane, very well deserved. Great Kali. Um, I'll have I'll, I'll let's just say I. I I'll talk he killed about, a man. I, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, okay. And then uh, rumored to be going in uh, RVD. So um, those are those are the names that have been discussed currently at this moment. Um, I think you're gonna, like I said, a lot of cutting and pasting, a lot of editing, uh, a lot of zooming. Um, so I don't, I'm not quite sure if um, you know every one of the inductees are gonna be there, but it's gonna be a very sanitized, you know version of this hall of fame ceremony in thunderdome fashion so um yeah i think they're gonna mix it up i don't think we're gonna see you know 2020 go first and 2021 go next so um but i'm I'm interested to see how they produce this how it looks um and it might be something they might toy with you know in the future given the fact that some of these hall of fame ceremonies in the last few years have have gone downhill uh they've they've lost the ceremony feel to it and have become more of a show a tv show well yeah and you've said it um for years now um and you can say it again it's it's more of a um uh, what is it a popularity contest or what'd you say uh, uh, um uh, a popular vote or 
Well, I mean, it, how do you phrase a, it? Uh, lifetime achievement award. Yes. Yeah, lifetime achievement award. It's. A, I mean, you know, everyone's going into the hall of fame. Like for instance, I, I'll mention it, the great Kali. The only reason why the great Kali is going into the hall of fame is because the WWE is trying to. They 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 always try to tap into every. Um, Every, uh, what's that word? What's the phrase? Um, demographic. They try to yeah. tap into every demographic, whether it's a cultural demographic, whether it's a social demographic. Uh, Mansoor. Mansoor. No. Yeah. Okay. So, Kali is a huge star in India. Huge. Okay. To the point where when WWE first brought him in in 2006, okay, and they had a television contract in India. The local television networks, the local news channels in India used to show highlights of Great Khali in action on SmackDown when he first debuted in WWE. And they used to treat him like he was this big baby face and his, the other wrestlers he was wrestling were the monster heels. They used to have to like re, re-edit the footage and the commentary in India so that they could portray him like he was this, this hero, this, this icon. Okay, so the only reason why he's going into the WWE Hall of Fame is because he's an international star in India, and they are trying to they they have successfully tapped into that market, which is the second largest market that they have next to the United States. Yeah, um, uh, let's let's read the WWE recognized accolades for the Great Khali. Oh boy, one here we time, go. one time World Heavyweight Champion which made him the first Indian world champion in WWE and a 2008 Slammy Award winner for the damn moment of the year, hosting a kiss cam on November 7th episode of SmackDown. (laughs) Yeah. If I wasn't tangled up in my headphone cords, I'd stand up and give them. And, and here's a few words from the great Kali. And then they're going to have uh, that guy Rajan Singh just interpret for him, right? You know what? It's funny. I was watching an old Royal Rumble uh, recently, uh, and uh, it was um, great Kali was in it, and he, what did he do? Oh, so he was in the, um, he was drawing his number backstage or whatever with Ranjan Singh, and for some reason, he was singing Rey Mysterio's um, theme song. So I thought he said, Booty Call, Booty Call, 619, instead, Booyaka, Booyaka. Oh, so that's where that comes from. Yes. Ah. Yes. <laughs> booyaka, Booyaka. Booyaka, Booyaka. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's rough, awesome. I know. So anyhow, yeah. Um, Kane, very well deserving, long overdue. Um, I don't know if you watched the bump on WWE Network, but uh, Undertaker was the one that gave that made the announcement, surprising Kane via Zoom, uh, that he was going in. Uh, was so it that, the Undertaker or was it Mark? It was Mark Calloway in the driver's seat of his car. So I don't know if he was at the grocery store and he decided to hey, fucking. How's it going out there? Yeah, uh, uh, Kane, uh, I just wanted to, uh, let you know, um, I just finished grocery shopping at Whole Foods and, uh, um, I, I, I gotta, I, I use my coupons but anyhow um uh before i leave the parking lot um you know oh hold on a minute honey hold on um yeah um yeah yeah um you you, you're gonna be a hall of famer 
nonetheless, Kane well de- well deserving. Oh yeah, uh, Glenn Jacobs. I mean, a long spanning career. The you know uh, Doctor DDS, um, the the Unabomber, um, fake uh, Diesel, and then going on to become Kane. That's that's gotta be Kane. Uh, yeah. Let's let's list his accolades real quick, and then we can oh, give God. some thoughts. Um, one time WWF champion, one time World Heavyweight champion, one time ECW champion, two time Intercontinental champion, one time WWF Hardcore champion, one time twenty four seven champion, two time WWE Tag Team champion, nine time World Tag Team champion, one time WCW Tag Team champion, eight Triple Crown champion. He's the third Grand Slam champion. He's SmackDown's 2010 Money in the Bank winner, a two-time Slammy Award winner for the best best family values in 2010 for beating up Jack Swagger. I do not remember that. And Match of the Year uh, 2014 for Survivor Series Elimination Match. Uh, great match there. And that he's is had actually the, a good match. He's had the most cumulative Royal Rumble match eliminations at 46 and the most Royal Rumble match appearances at 20. That is a, a hell of a fucking list. If anything, I think he should headline. Um, I, I agree, NWO might be the you know the main attraction for that. So um, I, I don't know. Kane has got a list of accolades there. He's got to be the best worker um, going in as a single star um, this year. Um, he, he's he. I used to love Kane. Uh, since the moment he appeared, I think I've always been a fan of his work. Yeah, Kane. Um, I mean, all those all those accolades, those statistics, you know, speak for themselves. Um, you know, my buddy Dennis, who co-hosts with me, I kicking out at two. Um, he he stands by this. This is the hill that he likes to die on when we talk you know, wrestling. That Kane had the greatest debut in wrestling history. Um, and, might have. And and and, and, and you know what? He he's. I think he's right on the money. The way that that story had built and how it was presented and just everything, all the elements and everything that lined up with it. Like, I mean, you can't go wrong with with how he debuted, the impact that he made early on, um, you know, with that Kane character. And then as time evolved with it, you know, he managed to stay relevant. There were times when he, you know, slowed down a little bit, but for the most part, he was relatively injury-free, maybe like one or two times where he was out with like a serious injury. But for the most part, um, he was a consistent character and, you know, someone that they, that I felt like when it comes to like world title runs, like Canes were kind of like little flashes. Um, yeah, but unfortunate. But for the most part, his character stayed consistent and his character adapted. He went from being this like unstoppable monster that was the kryptonite to the Undertaker to eventually bring like a, a dry comedic approach. Kind of humanizing him. Yeah, humanize exactly. That's a that's a great way to describe it. Humanizing his character and people still being able to accept it, you know? Um I thought it I thought overall, um, Kane had a had an unbelievable career, and it's like I said, long overdue him going into the Hall of Fame. I'm I'm, I'm really happy to see that he's going in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on, Molly Holly, whose real name is Nora Benshoff, no no relation to or Eric Bischoff. That's just I just it's weird that Benshoof Benshoof. I guess that's how you pronounce it. B e n s h o o f. I guess. I don't know. I just know her as Molly Holly. 
Molly Holly, two-time <laughs> w, uh, WWE Women's Champion and one-time WWF Hardcore Champion. Um, Molly Holly, I really liked her um, as her little run coming in as the little cousin, the other cousin of Bob Holly. Yeah. Um, you know, in the duo being um, introduced there, and um, you know, we we've talked about this before. How everybody talks about the women's revolution, this and that, and that and this. Um, I, we have said it before that Molly Holly, Jacqueline, and Ivory. Um, uh, were were kind of those workhorses before then, you know? Yeah, yeah, they were. They were. I, I if it, if I can make a comparison, um, they were the Tito Santana of those uh, of the women's you know era during that not period of time. A bad comparison. Yeah. Well, no, it, a bad one. No, I said not a bad comparison. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. My headphones were were cutting out a little bit, but yeah. Um, I th- I feel like um, you know, Molly was you know the backbone. Of, of many of those women's matches in the division in of itself. I mean, people remember Trish, people remembered Lita, and of course people remember all the bikini matches they used to have. But Molly Holly, you know, true story, went to WWE management and wanted to be on the WrestleMania card. They didn't have a spot for her. And she said, what if I shave my head? And that was how they did the, the hair match between her and Victoria at WrestleMania 20. And they ended up going third to last. Yeah. Um, or Big fourth, there, or, too. or fourth to last, I should say, um, yeah. uh, on that WrestleMania card. I mean, you could even when you go back and watch it, they're still shaving Molly Holly's head as Kurt Angle's coming out for his match with Eddie Guerrero. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, she, you know, also too, she had she had a, a run in WCW. If you remember, she was Miss Madness. She was a valet for Macho Man at one point, uh, but she was also one of the very few women's uh, women's. Uh, uh, wrestlers on that roster that were, were teaching some of the, the the inexperienced women to wrestle in the power plant. It was like her and Medusa, I think, were like the only two that were that were uh, helping train the women when WCW was making an attempt, and a very poor one at best, of implementing women's wrestling into their programming. But those two were like the the tried and true women's wrestlers of that roster. So, um, yeah, very well deserved for her contributions. The hardcore title run was fun at WrestleMania 18 when she beat Hurricane and then she ended up losing it to Christian later in the night. That was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, well-deserved Hall of Fame nod for uh, Molly Holly. Absolutely. Uh, Moving on to the last one, kind of circling back, former senior vice president of World Championship Wrestling, uh, who led WCW to an 83 consecutive week rating win over WWF, then W. Oh, WWE, then WWF during the Monday Night Wars. Also a one-time WCW hardcore champion, the first general manager for WWE's Raw brand, and the creator of the Elimination Chamber. <coughs> Bullshit, that's just a ripoff of <coughs> War Games. <laughs> Match and Raw Roulette, uh, which is spin the wheel, make a deal. <coughs> so yeah, did he invent all those? Any, Anyhow, whatever. Um He's uh he invented nitro. He he's back. Yeah, it's Eric Bischoff. Um man, I I I I liked Eric Bischoff in the run that he did for WCW originally with the creation of NWO, so I kind of see them going hand in hand uh going into the uh, Hall of Fame together like you like you spoke of. Um and he played a great character and did it before Vince McMahon. 
Yes. Um, but just right before, um, and I don't. Eric Bischoff, when I started renting, um, when I started getting into video rentals of like old school, like NWA, there was a couple AWA tapes that I saw a certain blockbuster in um, White Oak, Maryland, and it it had Eric Bischoff as the host, you know, the uh, commentator there. Yep. I was like, wow, he's been involved with wrestling that long. Uh, he, he's got a great mind for the business. And in hindsight, he does. But to some degree, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, things that are kind of just a rehash of other things. I mean, you could go to say that, that Vince McMahon does that as well. But um, Everybody uh, steals everything. Yeah. Um, Eric Bischoff, a, a good mind for the business. Certainly. Um, he, he did something innovative with the way that he presented uh, WCW Nitro at the time, the way the schedule was blocked out, um, the booking for the show, I'm, like Match Card. You know, you had a variation of cruiserweights, you had a variation of tough guys, uh, technical wrestlers, then you get into Lucha, um, you know, then you get into the big hosses of WCW Grappling. and um, There's an know. ultimate variety show at best. Yes. Yes, for you sure. Know, and they and presented it, women, uh, you know, uh, kind of clad before WWE started doing that as well during the Attitude Era. Yeah. Um, uh, and then creation of NWO, uh, another rehash idea of New Japan going against um, War and uh, UWFI. Um it, it, it's it's interesting, you know. That was that was groundbreaking television for America, um, and it was one of the highest rated um, television shows at the time, and you know the most viewed wrestling programs um, of our era. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, it, Eric Bischoff it, definitely deserves his uh, his his name in the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. You know, as a promoter alone, let you know, just, just as a promoter and the things that he had accomplished as a senior executive vice president of WCW and, you know, the moves he made. I mean, you know, it, it, depending on who you want to believe, but, you know, before Eric Bischoff took the throne as, you know, the, the executive vice president, producer, whatever you want to call him, you know, Turner was looking to dump WCW and they were giving it one last chance. And they put it in Bischoff's hands, and Bischoff made you know a lot of moves gradually in order to take the the company and um, you know place it out of the territory limelight. And and instead of being a southern regional promotion, they were a you know national and eventually worldwide promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he did that. We you know people people can make the argument all they want about, you know, the, the ATM Eric narrative and, 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 and guys, you know, getting these guaranteed contracts and the creative control and everyone was the boss there and Bischoff was letting the inmates run the asylum. And there might be some truth to that stuff, but, you know, there's there he doesn't get enough credit for what he did for the industry because if he didn't have Vince McMahon on the ropes for those 83 weeks, wrestling might be a lot different. And, you know, today... Um, the way that Monday night wrestling programming um, is now, uh, which is not the greatest, but um, the, the, all of that came from the Monday night wars and what Bischoff incorporated into the programming. Um, and, and I just I just feel like 
he's gotten that bad rap for so long because he's Hogan's buddy and, um, you know, like I said, all those different narratives, ATM Eric, etc. But there were a lot of things that he had done um, that really tried to tried to help WCW grow and become more of a a, 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 a recognized brand than just being a, a regional wrestling territory slash promotion. Um I'm very happy to see him go in. I'm curious as to who's going to induct him. Um, that 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 would be pretty interesting to see who's going to induct him into the into the Hall of Fame. I, and that's the other thing too about some of these Hall of Famers, because of the time and the length of this show and the amount of inductees they have, I'm not sure if there's going to be many inductors. It might be like someone hosting the show and then they cut to a video package and then boom, they bring the guys out and they do their speech. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be someone inducting Bischoff or any of these guys for that matter into the Hall of Fame, but um, I'm really looking forward to his induction and uh, the you know him getting recognized for his contributions to the industry. I mean, I'm a regular listener of his podcast, and if you want to know if you want to talk if if you want to know more about the analytics and the statistics and the and the financial aspect of the wrestling business. You should listen to his podcast because he's a smart, smart dude. And, you know, I, I've learned a lot about, you know, just pro- like listening to him and to Conrad talk about television producing on a wrestling level and, and yeah. what goes behind all that. More so than I have uh, on any other podcast or documentary I've watched. And you also have to check out that Nitro book from Guy Evans because Bischoff is, is interviewed a lot in that book as well. And he – and I mean – you want to know the real story behind WCW and the rise and fall of it? You get the Nitro book. Bischoff contributed a lot to that. They also interviewed a lot of people from Turner Corporate, accountants, HR, a um, bunch of bean counters, you name it. Like they had, it wasn't just the boys in the back. Um, but yeah, Bischoff, I, I'm very happy for him because, like I said, I was disappointed that he didn't get that induction with the NWO. But then at the same time, he contributed so much more individually. As a promoter, as a performer, as an executive, that he deserves an induction all on his own. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I look forward to seeing that. When does that air? Do you know? I believe is it's that, is that April the sixth. Okay, it will be. It will be on the, Peacock. Uh, it'll be exclusively on the cock. Yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for a joke like that. <laughs> yeah, peacock, more like poo caca because yeah. they don't have boo everything. All right, oh. moving on. <laughs> Moving on, then, it's going to be a busy week. April 6th, the Hall of Fame. Then, April 7th and April 8th, a two-night event. NXT Stand and Deliver, which will be exclusively on Peacock, I assume? For Night 1's going to be on USA. Night two's going to be on Peacock. Awesome. Um, I think the USA version's going to be limited commercials, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, that's great. I think. That's what I've heard, so... That's but good. go ahead. And, and you and I are definitely going to uh, be catching up in April, uh, early April, right after uh, WrestleMania and uh, doing a review of the Hall of Fame, NXT, and WrestleMania and just uh, catching up on our thoughts of those uh, as we do every year exclusively yep. for uh, you guys here at the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Let's run through the uh, match card for NXT and then we'll run through WrestleMania. And uh, we'll we'll give our thoughts on all the uh, matches and cards and build up. Um, so far, what's been announced for night one of uh, Stand and Deliver NXT is Walter 
defending his NXT UK championship against Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I'm excited to see this match. Walter always puts on a great match with a smaller guy, especially a technical um, one. And Tommaso Ciampa is that. And he, 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 the way that Tommaso works a match, especially with Johnny Gargano, what I've seen, and, um, you know, Thatcher, Timothy Thatcher, the matches that they've worked is so much uh, psychology and ring savvy of like working a body part and then another way to manipulate it and then busting out of a reversing out of the move really quickly and then, um, you know, hurting that targeted arm or leg or anything and uh, man, just carrying it through the whole time psychology. Um, and their their ferociousness and Walter is just in there beating asses and slapping as hard as he can. He's he's a mammoth. He's got to be one of the best big men I've seen in our generation. Um, and the way that they book him, this seven hundred plus day reign of uh, him being the NXT UK champion. Um, your thoughts, Dave? I this is gonna be the match of the night, night one. I, I I'm really agree. looking. I'm really looking forward to this match. Uh, like you said, Walter works really well with smaller guys. I've been waiting for them to do a little bit more with Champa because Champa, I feel like, kind of plateaued after. Um, yeah, the they Johnny, put him in a holding I, pattern with Thatcher, yeah. and uh, they kind of built this storyline around the uh, Walter and his Imperium because Thatcher used to be in the original Imperium. Um, yes. Uh, in the independent circuits. So, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, but go ahead. No, I'm look. I'm really looking forward to this match. Like I said, Champa has kind of plateaued after the Gargano feud last year. Um, he was he was essentially squashed by Karrion Cross at the In Your House takeover last mm-hmm. summer. Um, they and they've kind of gone you know back and forth with him. He had a little bit more uh, substantial storyline with Thatcher. That's kind of led into the Walter uh, match at this takeover. So I'm really looking forward to seeing those two go at it. That's I think that's going to be the match of the night right there. Um, you know I I feel like Champa knows how to take a beating, but he also knows how to give one back to. And his style of wrestling I think is going to complement. Excuse me, Walter's style, and it's just going to be a great match. Match of the night right there for night one, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on, another match that is uh, to be determined with the entrances. It's a six-man gauntlet eliminator match to determine the number one contender for the NXT North American Championship on night two of Stand and Deliver. Um, six men uh doing a gauntlet match this will be probably a long booked match um i would suggest it, it would be like 30 minutes or so and the battle royal participants that are going to have to take place for the gauntlet eliminator match is scheduled for march 24th episode of uh nxt and the uh winner will receive the nxt north american championship march 24th i'm sorry what well, well, well i'm sorry a battle royal on March 31st. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Because we're, we're, it's March 27th. Yeah, I am so sorry. I know. I you got baby sorry. brain. I got it. Yeah, I got I'm you. Sorry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't apologize. I just want to. There's going to be a battle just royal. Just to clarify. And, that's yeah. All. There's going to be a battle royal featuring uh, participants like Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Kushida, Leon Ruff, Cameron Grimes, Austin Theory, Roderick Strong, L.A. Knight, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Pete Dunn, Tyler Rust, and Jake Atlas. All these guys are um, have, have that mid, mid-card uh, type push that they've been pushing all year. It's like, who's going to get this? Who's going to get this? And honestly, it could be anybody. Um, and I, I wouldn't be disappointed with anybody. Depending Is it on L.A. Knight in this? Yeah. 
Yes. Okay. And I, I wouldn't be disappointed if anybody, um, you know, if any one of these competitors went forward, depending on the way that they booked it. But I mean, recently Bronson Reed went over on L.A. Knight, um, which I would think that they were booking L.A. Knight pretty strong. But um, I don't know. He suffered a loss on the 24th, March 24th episode of NXT. Ha ha. Yep. Um, so yeah Uh, so the (laughs) battle royal participants on march 31st the last six will be um the combatants in the six-man gauntlet eliminator and then from there it depends on the way that they're eliminated and that's the order that they come into the gauntlet which is pretty cool idea it it was a little convoluted to explain but i got it nonetheless because i'm a wrestling fan i wonder how the uh, normal fan will uh, you know, the casual fan will kind of absorb that, but I think it'll be a great match, um, depending on who's booked and the order. Um, cause you'll have a, a blend of so many different styles, you know? Yep. I, I, I'll go, I'll just jump the gun a little here, a little bit here. I think it's going to, I think the winner of the gauntlet match is going to be Austin theory. And I think Austin theory is going to face Johnny Gargano in night two. And the only reason uh, why I say that is because they've been kind of leading towards a, a split in this yeah, group yeah, the course. way. So I have a feeling it's going to culminate. It's kind of, I wouldn't say it's predictable booking, but um, I, I think we'll see a fantastic match between those two with possibly Austin theory dethroning Johnny Gargano. Could be, could be. Okay. Um, all right. I, I, I would say maybe LA night. Uh, okay. Picking up the big win there, but you know, it might just continue storyline stuff for him. It, it's yeah. kind of unfortunate this whole undisputed era thing that where Roderick Strong is just kind of laid sidelined, um, and, and to think what would happen if Bobby Fish was still active too, and how this storyline would have uh, evolved with undisputed era splitting up. Um, yeah. Uh, good luck, Roddy. I'm sorry, buddy. I love you. Is he in that match too? That gauntlet? Yes. yes. He is? Okay. Well he's well he's in the battle royal. So the battle we'll see royal, if he's okay. in the gauntlet. Gotcha. Yeah. Um anyhow, moving on. Then we have the triple threat tag team match for the vacant NXT tag team championships. Uh let me know what you think. What happened with the NXT tag team champions? Uh, I believe Danny Birch was hurt with a separated shoulder in a match a couple weeks back with uh Finn Balor and Carrying Cross. So that's why they had to vacate the championships, um, which I was kind of – I didn't think they were going to vacate the titles. I thought at, at very best they were going to slide Pete Dunne in to replace Danny Burch, and Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan would hold the titles, and they would do something there. But I, I, if I'm not mistaken, is Pete Dunne a part of that gauntlet eliminator too? He's part of the Battle Royal, yes. He's part um, of the Battle Royal. Okay, so there's a chance that Pete Dunne will probably be a part of that gauntlet on night one of Stand and Deliver. Um which I totally forgot about him too as well. He's another guy that probably they could they they would that could be a viable contender to face Johnny Gargano on night two. But um yeah, the tag team titles are are uh, been vacated and they're gonna be in a triple threat match. Um I'm going with the grizzled young vets. They've yeah, been, the they've, combatants are MSK Wesley, Nash Carter, Grizzled Young Veterans, James Drake, Zach Gibson, first Legado del Fantasma, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild. You're going with Grizzled Young Bees. Yep, I am. I just feel like they've been kind of, you know, um, the, the, the 
I don't know. I just feel like they've been they've been on a tear, and they've had some really good matches, and they've connected well with the audience, and they've made their intentions known that they want to, you know, that they deserve to be the NXT Tag Team Champions, and I have a feeling they're going to get that chance um, and uh, come out the victors out of night one. So yeah, I'm going Grizzled Young Vets. I'm going to go with MSK. I think they're going to get the WrestleMania moment because uh, they've been booking these guys um, pretty strong, but they've also come up on the short side of uh, you know of everything here and there uh, as far as like tag team opportunities for the championships. Um, but I, I think they're going to get a shot as far as like, you know, Hey, like let's give these guys a little moment and celebrate as friends. We've come so far, but you might be right. Walk gotcha. away. Um, all right. Main event, uh, I guess of that night, probably maybe it's the, NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai against Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai. This is gonna be an interesting one, only because um, it's, it looks like they're 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 kind of doing the Diesel Shawn Michaels thing with with Raquel and Dakota, where you know yeah. Diesel kind of outshined Michaels a little bit for a certain period of time. So I I kind of have a feeling that Dakota might inadvertently cost Raquel the the, the match against Io um, in night one and. Uh, you know, then then we're gonna to start to see the uh, the split between these two, whether it happens immediately or if it's just something that slowly trickles. Um, but yeah, I I think Eo's gonna walk out the champion, even though I felt like Eo probably should have lost the title to Tony Storm a while back, because um, I've been kind of over the Eo Shirai championship uh, run here on NXT. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Raquel win it, but uh, it just seems to me that Dakota being involved. Um, is going to lead to some kind of interference, and it's going to backfire for Raquel. Yeah, I can see that going that way. Um, and Io Shirai retaining and then, you know, kind of continue her run there as NXT Women's Champion. Uh, moving on, night two of NXT Stand and Deliver. Jordan Devlin, the NXT Cruiserweight Champion, that was... Uh, um, quarantined and kept the title against Santos Escobar, the interim NXT cruiserweight champion who had won the title, um, uh, going against each other in a ladder match to determine the undisputed NXT cruiserweight champion. I'm like, I'm liking the way that, uh, Shawn Michaels introduced it and they kind of, uh, you know, were eye to eye. I think this is going to be an all out, um, all out war. I mean, I've seen, Santos Escobar when he was um, in Lucha Underground and man he was fantastic in the ladder match that they had there I cannot wait to see what he does against Jordan Devlin and especially having Raul and Joaquin there as uh, springboards or uh, you know landing pads for these guys to uh, crash off of and it'll be a great match um, yeah, I like the little nod at the end where Shawn Michaels kind of walked out and passed Adam Cole and they kind of like looked at each other. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a nice little 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 subtlety there. Yep. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, just kind of like, you know, something that, something to get people talking to mm-hmm. see if just to see if it's something that could mm-hmm. a thought that could be entertained. I don't think it's something that they will entertain, but just to get people talking. Yeah. Um, but as far as the ladder match goes, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a car crash. I think both guys are going to kill it. Um, I'm a big ladder match fan. I like ladder matches. It's probably my favorite gimmick match of all time. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that match as well. I could care less who wins and who's the cruiserweight champion. Agreed. because I Because I feel like that cruiserweight division 
as as much as we thought that NXT, I mean, it gets it gets television time on NXT. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say that like that they've done nothing with it. It gets more time than it would on a Raw or SmackDown. But I just feel like that there's not a ton of importance to um, the division. It, it's 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 better than what we've gotten, but hopefully, um, hopefully, you know, following this, that they'll they'll kind of uh, showcase some of their uh, their cruiserweight guys a little bit more on NXT. Yeah, we could only hope. I doubt, though. All right, uh, moving on. Johnny Gargano win, uh, versus the winner of the Gauntlet Eliminator. We kind of covered that, uh, talking about that. You think it might be uh, Austin Theory. I said I think L.A. Knight. Um, we'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see Johnny Gargano wrestle anybody. He's always a good um, competitor for these big nights and uh, these big moments. So uh, Johnny Takeover. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny Takeover. That's his nickname. Yeah, and then the match I'm looking forward to the most, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Unsanctioned match. Um, man, these guys, they've put on so many great matches over the years. Um, uh, Future Shock and ROH, uh, unfortunately, when they had the feud in uh, ROH for the title and they went against each other at Wrestle Kingdom in New Japan, the match was only like... 15 minutes and it was kind of uh you know rushed it felt but i cannot wait for these guys to go one-on-one as they've matured and grown in the ring and they have more psychology they have more pacing um and they can still put on a hell of a a match um man i'm excited for this one i think it's going to steal the show yeah, it's 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 gonna be a fun match. They got history, and um, honestly, I don't think it's gonna be over after this. I really don't. Um, we could see some more involvement from like Roderick Strong, maybe even Bobby Fish, whenever he decides to get up off the injury list, because it seems like that's the only place he's been um, during his run <laughs> in NXT. <clears throat> so um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the match. They got a lot of history, like you said, Ring of Honor. Um, I'm sure that they're going to touch on that, too, without saying Ring of Honor in name. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's the co-main event of Night 2, uh, yeah. which which leads us to the main event of Night 2 for the NXT Championship, Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. Um, I, I mean, a lot of people have been kind of hoping that we'll see Demon King Finn, Finn Balor for this match. But, um, I don't know. I think it's... I, I, I think... We're not going to get that. I don't think that's where it's leading to. But um, they've they've got plans for carrying Cross, man. So it wouldn't surprise me if he walks out with the title um, following this yeah, match. Yeah, he's a he's a guy who suffered an injury, um, you know, with with that separated shoulder, right? And he was yes. out for a while. Yep. And yeah. it, it's interesting to see how plans changed, but they still circled back to him. Um, and it, I, I wonder what the year would have held for Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. Would they really have brought Finn Balor back? Would he have been that predominant as the champion um, or even become the champion? You know, um, there's a lot of what ifs, but this is this is going to be a great match. I think they're both uh, technically sound um, and I just hope one of them does not get injured. Because both guys are yeah. injury prone I, I, now, and um, uh, you know, yep. I, I just I know they want to go all out, but uh, let's let's keep it snug, but not too snug. Yeah, yeah, it's, it should be a good match. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go cross, 
with the win here. I think Cross is taking the title. I think we're going to see a title change, and he's going to get that big crowning moment, and hopefully it's it's injury-free. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if uh, he somehow takes the loss and then they bring him up to Raw or SmackDown. Um, that, 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 that's just me personally. But, yeah, Cross okay. with the victory for the NXT title. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm going to go Cross as well. So, okay. Uh, yeah. I think they are um, going to keep him there for another year and see how that works and build up this character with him and Scarlett. Um, I don't know. I, I'd hate to see him on the main roster because then it reminds me of Aleister Black. Um, a lot of these characters like gotcha. this get, you know, get 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 sidelined, and uh, unless you're the fiend, um, you, you're not working, you know, that much. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's move on. I'm excited nonetheless for both those nights, and then we're gonna take a breather for one night, April 9th, uh, and then return April. 10th. Well, not necessarily. You got SmackDown, but I mean. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, we don't have to preview that because we don't know what's coming up on that show. But yeah. let's let, let's fast forward to WrestleMania night one. Um, Absolutely. Um, let's see the tentative matches that have been announced. Shane McMahon against Braun Strowman. Um, I, I predict this is going to be um, Shane McMahon taking a hell of a bump for Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman going over. Um, not much from me otherwise. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I could see them, you know, implementing that big pirate ship that's in the stadium that, you know, that represents the Tampa Bay Buccaneers football team. It wouldn't surprise me if Shane got thrown off of that somehow. Um, I think that's going to be part of the staging area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, I could see that happening. I could also see, you know, Shane's been kind of doing this alone. I mean, he's had a little bit of, you know, involvement with Elias, even though Elias sucks. Um, not a big fan of Elias. But, uh I could see like like Shane pulling out the victory over Braun with like help from like someone, like a heavy, like someone that, you know, could kind of match up to Braun. Like there's been rumors that they're going to break up Retribution, which is about time because that that angle sucked from the get go. Nowhere. Yeah. So exactly. Went nowhere. So maybe that's how they bring Dijak, Dijakovic, Dominic Dijakovic back into the picture. I've always been a fan of him. As, as Shane McMahon's bodyguard or like his heavy to kind of battle Braun. Maybe this is just me. This is what I would like to see personally, but I'd love to see the return of Samoa Joe as like Shane McMahon's like hired gun. And Samoa Joe is the one that takes out Braun and they continue a rivalry between the two of them. But okay. it will probably be someone from developmental that fucking used to be a German soccer player that's six foot seven, 350 pounds and gives Vince McMahon a hard on that lasts for four days. So, um, Dice Closen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. yeah. But it, it's probably going to be somewhat of a car crash, a no DQ, a false count anywhere, a fucking pirate ship brawl, whatever you want to call it. Um, but Shane's going to take a big bump, and, uh, you know, that that's going to be the highlight of the match, regardless of who wins. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's always funny. Like, there's that, you know, I guess because he's the boss's son, um, everybody else is not allowed to juice, but Shane McMahon, he'll juice the whole match. He, I mean, he's fucking sweating the moment he walks down the aisle. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a chronic sweater. Like, he's probably got some sort of condition. Like, I wouldn't surprise me if he's got some sort of medical condition about his sweating because, yeah, yeah. He, he sweats during a snowstorm, pal. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. This will be the like, battle of the sweat, but I think Shane already has it in the bag, but I, I, I hate how they have Braun in a shirt now where you can just clearly see his sweat build up as he's, like, performing. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. Anyhow, moving on, the Raw Tag Team Championship, the New Day against AJ Styles and Omos. Don't care about this match. Same. Sorry, it, it, it's a... Uh, it's a sad place to see all these guys. All right, let me just put it this way. But, Minus but, almost, because I don't let, give a shit about him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let, let me put it to you this way, okay? This WrestleMania, I think, is built on the fact that there's going to be fans in attendance. It's going to be a limited capacity for two nights, but there's going to be fans in attendance. It looks like they've sold out both nights, which is roughly around twenty five to 30,000 tickets each night mm-hmm. in a socially distanced setting, okay? On paper, when you look at this WrestleMania card, and you know we don't have to go through each and every match if you don't want to, but or we can just talk about the ones we're interested in or whatever. I don't give a shit. Or if you want to go through them all, that's fine. But I think that this WrestleMania, like I said, sold on the idea that there's going to be fans in attendance returning. On paper, this card is not the greatest. This card no. is like a loaded Raw or SmackDown or, or a special event, like a, like a fast lane on the network. A B-minus show. Yeah, okay. But... I think the audience being there and being to see live wrestling in that setting in WrestleMania is going to make this a hell of a show. I think that alone is going to make it a hell of a show. Okay, yeah. and I it's going to be interesting also too to see who the audience really reacts to live and in person because we've been conditioned for the last year and seeing a a socially distanced closed setting Thunderdome setting for wrestling. Okay, and we haven't really seen true, genuine reactions from the audience. So Roman Reigns is supposed to be the top heel. He might be the biggest babyface the whole night. You yeah, know what I mean? and I brought that up too. Is is Drew really over? Yeah, that too. Like that's another thing too. You know, he's gonna wrestle Bobby Lashley for the title. It, you know, is that is anyone gonna care about that match? I mean, granted, it's got a solid buildup by the way it's been presented with Lashley being the champion now. But at the same time, like. Who's the audience going to react to? Is is the audience going to strongly be behind Edge or Daniel Bryan in the match with Roman Reigns? Or is Roman Reigns going to be the favorite, you know? What about well, the Fiend and Randy Orton? I mean, there's so many different elements well, of this. Here's the thing. Let's 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 go through a rapid fire. Um, Cesaro and Seth Rollins, night one. Um, I think Cesaro is going to be one of the most over guys on night one, minus this guy, Bad Bunny versus The Miz. I think Ugh. Bad Bunny and Cesaro are going to get the most pops. Of the night. Yeah, that's night very one. possible. For um, for Cesaro, yeah. For Bad Bunny, I'm not sure, but I don't know. You know you never know what the with yeah. the audience. But Yeah, it, it you might, never know. It might be the Miz. Um yep. uh, anyhow, I think Cesaro should deserve a victory there, and I'm I'm assuming they're gonna give a victory to Bad Bunny. I would imagine that be the case as well on both ends. But yeah, let's continue. Uh, women's championship, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I think Bianca Belair is going to get her WrestleMania moment as she won the Royal Rumble. Um, and it should be a good match. Um, both very athletic and, um, it's unfortunate that I think that they're not going to main event. I hope that they would main event, but I think, uh, this Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, uh, main event for the WWE championship has taken over that spot. Yep. Yep, I, I have a feeling that, yeah, that will probably be the main event. Here's one more other thing that I want to mention when it comes to WrestleMania as a whole. Like, they're not very heavy on, you know, established guys. 
legends, Hall of Famers returning for you know for a big match on this card this year. If you notice that too, a lot yeah. of people, you know, and this is how hypocritical us wrestling fans are. A lot of people have said for many many years, I'm sick and mm-hmm. tired of seeing the part timers taking over the WrestleMania spots. Now we have a WrestleMania where, for the most part, this is the full roster. That's that's competing on this show. Okay, you can make an exception with Edge because he's not a full timer, but he's been full time in his most recent run. Okay, um, this is a re- this is going to be interesting to see how well this WrestleMania does because there's, as far as I know, there's no Undertaker, there's no John Cena, there's no Brock Lesnar, there's no Triple H. Those are four big names that they usually bring in for a WrestleMania to be a part of, and they're not going to be on this card this year. You know what I mean? As far as I know, that, I mean that could change, but. Um, Maybe they'll make one-off appearances. I don't know, but this is this is a it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this WrestleMania does with with the current roster and see where it stands and how well it does with the audience. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm I'm just it, a lot of these matches too are have been booked within the last couple months. There's no long-term booking. I mean, we could say that for a lot of things, but there's nothing really that seems like they had planned since mania and i feel like i've heard too that these were not the original plans it was no gonna be, it was going to be drew mcintyre against sheamus for the title bobby lashley got put in that position that uh uh that sheamus would have had so sheamus yep. would have beat down uh the miz after the elimination chamber uh or drew mcintyre and then the miz would have won that title and then sheamus would have won the title from the miz and then it would have been uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. I and also that, heard too that there was talk of doing Drew, Keith Lee, and Brock for WrestleMania before they before the whole Sheamus thing. Interesting. So WrestleMania plans have been kind of up in the air for the longest time. Originally, it was going to be Edge Roman, and Orton. Edge and Orton. That and was like the be, longest book thing that that yeah. could have built that up. But then they had the greatest match ever, and I was like, "Whoa, why are you?" Why are you uh, shotgunning this as well as calling it the greatest match ever, you know? To get people talking at the end of the day. That's really what it was about. I don't think they really cared that it was the greatest match or not. But nonetheless, um, yeah, this WrestleMania is interesting from a booking standpoint. I think they could have eliminated Fastlane and really helped build long-term for um, some of these stories. I I would say, if anything, the most long-term booked storyline heading into this WrestleMania, well, there's two of them. Uh, Randy Orton and the Fiend, um, which has been which has been going on since the fall. Yeah, let's move uh, on. That's night two. What are your What are your thoughts of that? I, I'm looking forward to seeing what what they do with that. Uh, I think we're gonna get a lot of hocus pocus, maybe some cinematic elements to it. It wouldn't surprise me if um, if uh, you know some of that stuff starts on night one, maybe like an interaction backstage or something, a promo, and then it yeah. leads to you know a little bit more funhouse type. Um, elements and then you get you know the the match i, I would imagine they're going to add a stipulation to it between orton and the fiend i can't imagine it's just being a straight up match considering their last encounter was a fucking human torch match or whatever the fuck you want to call it mm. um so up uh, but in terms of the blow-off i think the story's been done really well the element of alexa keeping it alive with randy um and the fiend just kind of you know being that always being there in some form or fashion to kind of haunt Randy in these last several months. Yeah. I, I really enjoy, I really enjoyed it. A lot of people shit on it, but I, I think it's been really good stuff um, from those two. And I'm looking forward to seeing what type of match they put these guys in. Cause I, I can't see it just being a straight up singles. 
Yeah, my opinion is this will be the cinematic match of the night. They're gonna they're gonna um, set seg. Uh, they're gonna lower it to one match of cinematic, you know, uh, events on WrestleMania rather yep. than two um, from last year. And yep. I don't know my, my honest opinion. They've done way too much of this hocus pocus stuff and moved far away. The Undertaker was a stretch when we were younger, and I stuck with it. Um, and this was cool when they started using trick photography and certain things. And there was like the Bray Wyatt swamp stuff. And then the fiend started getting creative, but it, 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 man, it fucking jumped the shark. I'm, I'm so done with it. I am. Oh, wow. Like, I'm over it. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, All right. I just do not like it. I do not enjoy it. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do because I like to see what happens, but. It's like watching a car crash, but I, I don't know. I, I'm okay. I'm over it. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, that's my opinion. We can talk about okay. that longer in a, another forum, but yeah. Um, okay. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how you feel in April when we catch up again following <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah. All right. Another Rem- remember match, this right now. Another match that was booked this past week: Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Um, they've had a. Uh, rivalry that spanned nearly their entire careers um so this will be a good match i think uh you know they'll steal the show and to some degree when they open it um <laughs> you know open night too or something but uh yeah i don't know um it's just uh like i said i'm, I'm a casual wwe f- fan at this point because of what they've done with their booking and their approach to uh, a lot of the characters, um, so I know you don't like them. I know, like, let's just let, come on. Don't 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 be fuck. Don't sugarcoat it. You don't but, watch it because you don't like it. Okay? But uh, but I'm excited to see this match. I I still like elements of it. I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. I, I'm excited to see this match. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, yeah, they they shouldn't disappoint. They got history. They've never disappointed in the past, and now they're gonna have a big match at a WrestleMania. And you know, it, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Is it like like you are? So. Yeah. Um, Another match on the card, Intercontinental Championship. Big E defends against Apollo Crews. These guys have been feuding most of this year. They actually uh, did a double pin at the beginning of the year, or middle of the year, and then they just did a double pin like two weeks ago. So uh, the only thing that's evolved is Apollo Crews' accent and uh, <laughs> the people who accompany him. Um, what are your thoughts on this Apollo Crews character change and this build up for him and Big E? I love that Big E is finally a single single star and has you know um, evolved his character some way. I think he still needs that hard edge, and I think we'll be saying that for a long time about the New Day characters. But I digress. He's he's been developing the hard edge, which is good. Um, I think this rivalry has helped that. Um, so I, I, I'm kind of enjoying a more serious side of him. That, uh, you know, I guess Apollo and his character kind of brought that out of him. Now, in terms of this new transformation of this, you know, Apollo Crews coming to America part three character that we are seeing here. um, In the beginning, I didn't really like the fact that he was changing over his accent. Like, you know, he was adopting his Nigerian culture and he was starting to talk with an accent. But at the same time, I went back and I thought to myself, all right, he's adopting the culture. 
That's his that's his heritage, all right? So they're kind of doing something significant with him. He isn't just some guy that comes out and smiles anymore. He's a little bit more serious. And secondly, I kind of compare it to when Booker T became King Booker and he adopted a new accent as the king, you know? I was even on comp- that too. Even on commentary they kind of alluded to that as well, you know, him adopting this accent and and you know, finding himself even more and it, 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 it's it's growing on me. Let's, let me just put it to you that way. The, the evolution of the character is growing on me. I'm not saying that he's going to be one of my all-time favorites, but Cruz is doing something a little bit more significant in the storylines as opposed to just coming out and being flashy and smiling and waving and, you know, and, and, and eating a pinfall every night. So, um, okay. it's, it's, it's progress for him. It's progress for Big E. They've kind of brought the best out of each other for the Intercontinental title. Wouldn't mind seeing a stipulation added to this, maybe a ladder match of sorts. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna um, I think we're gonna see a new Intercontinental champion at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think I I think we're gonna see a new Intercontinental champion. I do think we are gonna see a stipulation added to the match. They've had uh, quite a few matches over the past year. And uh, not too many stipulations have been added. Um, this will be interesting. I mean, honestly, if, if I'm going to fantasy book anything, it would be really cool for um, Apollo Crews to win this title and then have that adopted accent, like you said. And then Big E, you know, kind of like talks talks to him about like, you know, look, you're doing what Kofi Kingston used to do. You know, back in the day, and then it kind of ties in, like, be yourself. You're this heel now, you know? Like, why don't you go back to actually your true self, you know? I, I don't know. That's that's me just thinking. But uh, moving on, Raw Women's Champion Asuka defends against Rhea Ripley. Uh, I think Rhea Ripley's going to get her WrestleMania moment because this is her brutality. Uh, I, I agree. It'll be a great match. I agree, and you know what though? At the time of this recording, it wouldn't surprise me if they if they incorporate Charlotte into this match, making it a triple threat. And here's why, okay? The promo that she cut when she you know debuted on Raw, she challenged Asuka. She name dropped Charlotte a few times, okay? And she also name dropped that Charlotte had COVID, which they'd never have done. They have WWE has never acknowledged COVID. When it comes to the disappearance of a wrestler or a performer or a character on that show, they've managed to always kind of hide that fact to the point where, like, COVID doesn't exist in their storylines, you know, whereas AEW, AEW embraced it, okay, and they, and they, they would, they would acknowledge it on television, whereas WWE wouldn't even dare acknowledge that anyone had COVID and that's why they weren't cleared to wrestle. Well, they they, they they were asking the question. They said, "Hey, uh, are you are you healed to uh, be cleared to wrestle?" And Charlotte said, "Almost." Do you, do you get almost? it? Almost. Cien Cien almost. Oh 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 oh. Okay, Sorry. I got gotcha. you. <sighs> Sorry. You've had a lot of time on your hands lately, aside from being a new father. <laughs> and this is this is this is the material you come up with for this show. <laughs> yeah you know what we're gonna have to do a bonus catching up in, in, in maybe in april where you come up with better jokes okay if yeah, we do a dad sure. joke yeah i mean if you do a, a wrestling dad joke sh- themed show 
Yeah. I think that would be a hit. But anyhow, okay. um, I'm no, I'm just busting on you. Um, I love you, dude. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I could I could see that happening. Um, especially, they, that, I feel like they're baby facing Charlotte into this match by Rhea, you know, talking about how she, you know, kind of in a very like tongue in cheek manner, you know, Charlotte is recovering from COVID, and I'm going to challenge you for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. You know, like like. <laughs> Yeah, That's we'll have best. to do you doing an impression show, and then I'll do the dad joke show. There you go. That's a good okay. idea. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's a great idea. Do, do. <laughs> Jesus. But anyhow, I, I think I think they're baby facing her so that when she gets put into the mix, that it's a triple threat. That maybe I don't know I'm, if I'm going to fantasy book it here. They they name drop Charlotte. They name drop the fact that she's recovering from COVID. It's a very sensitive subject to to millions of people in this world in today's society. Charlotte returns from COVID to get inserted into this match at WrestleMania and steals the victory. Walks out the Raw Women's Champion. Takes another opportunity away from Rhea Ripley. And this is where you see a Rhea Ripley's brutality come into play post WrestleMania. And she's the big heel pretty much upset that charlotte once again beat her at wrestlemania and oscar's just oscar's just let oscar's just left in the dust to fucking continue her broken english gimmick that she's been doing for the last year and a half yeah and then give her a little push and then leave her in the dust yep yeah all right moving on the main event the universal championship roman reigns defends against edge and daniel bryan in a triple threat match um man this one's hard to call for me I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm excited to see this match nonetheless. And this is the main thing that I want to see throughout the whole the whole WrestleMania week, you know? Same. Um, they really had Same. me looking forward to the main event for a change, you know? Same. They really did great with Roman Reigns throughout the year. They really did good with uh, Daniel Bryan. Um, well, Daniel Bryan kind of booked himself the last six months, uh, actually, in a yep. good way. Um, and Edge has been, you know hot but you know like he's been scattered throughout the year so nobody is overexposed here um man i'm looking forward to it the the only thing i I, i'll hope is that it's not a typical roman reigns match where he's stalling stalling and talking um no i I don't think we're gonna get that yeah i'm kind of getting bored with those matches where there's a lot of dialogue and i know that's because we don't have an audience right now um and there's more opportunity for them to talk and you know uh, convey their character throughout a match which whatever um but yeah i hope it's a fast-paced match and all these guys can go in the ring still um man it it, i look forward to this one what's your predictions what's your thoughts it should be a fun match. Um, all three guys have. I think Roman's been the best part of the pandemic era of WWE. The, his character evolution, the pairing with Paul Heyman. Um, he's he's really coming into his own. You know, Edge is Edge. He doesn't disappoint. Daniel Bryan, same thing. So um, I'm really looking forward to this main event. I think because there's going to be an audience, you're going to see less dialogue in this match. I really do believe that. I also think, too, that this is going to be Roman Reigns' crowning achievement. I think Roman Reigns is going to win and keep the Universal Championship. I think they're going to pivot to Edge and Daniel Bryan because mm. this is this is where... So, you know, Edge won the Royal Rumble. For the greatest he, match ever again? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not... No, no, please. Please. I'm not booking that shit. Um... 
No, Edge won the Royal Rumble, and he it was he he thought he was scheduled to face Roman Reigns. Daniel Bryan comes into the mix, gets an opportunity at Roman Reigns, and Edge feels like Daniel Bryan is taking away his moment. Okay, this is Edge's big opportunity to come full circle with that storybook moment coming back after 11 years wins the royal rumble and then move goes on to wrestlemania to fight for a championship that he never lost even though it's not really a championship he never won in the first place because the universal title and the world title are different but nonetheless he had to forfeit his world title now he's going up for a universal championship opportunity and daniel bryan shoehorns himself into that mix so i feel like they're going to pivot more you're going to see edge turn heel fully and it's going to be him and Daniel Bryan post-WrestleMania. Roman Reigns, on the other hand, where does he go from here? Brock Lesnar. Really? I have a, really? I have a feeling. Here, l- l- hear me out, okay? This is what I would like to see, and then I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. What I would like to see is Roman Reigns walk out the champion. He stands tall with Paul Heyman in Raymond James Stadium. The fucking pyro goes off. Boom, boom, boom. It's a big moment. The tribal chief who's been the 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 shining star of the pandemic era of WWE standing in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania. You know, whether the audience cheers or boos, that's a different story. All of a sudden, Brock Lesnar's music hits. He hmm. comes out and he gets into the ring and he just stares off and faces off with Roman Reigns. Kind of looks at him, looks at the title, looks at Paul, gets up, walks out, goes up the ramp. We fucking roll credits, fade to black. That's the end of WrestleMania. Everyone's like, holy shit, what are we going to see next? Right? Hmm. Makes you makes you want to tune in to SmackDown the next, you know, the following week. Or, this is what I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see Roman Reigns celebrate at the end. Him and Paul Heyman, you know, celebrating. The Usos are there. It's a big fucking tribal chief, you know, celebration. Maybe you get some more of the Samoan lineage in the ring to celebrate with him, etc. Then we wait till SmackDown. Where Brock Lesnar shows up to make his intentions known. And they built a Roman and Brock at SummerSlam. Okay. I could see that. Um, Yeah. That's that's interesting. I definitely can see them going the Daniel Bryan and Edge route afterwards. Um, that Brock, uh, I'm not sure uh, how soon they'll they'll jump the gun on that uh, or go with that direction. I, I'm interested to see if they do. Uh, definitely, I could see them prolonging that to do another WrestleMania between Brock Lesnar well, that, and Roman Reigns. Well, I was think here's the thing. So I was thinking that they they book it for SummerSlam. But then they rematch it at WrestleMania next year in Dallas. Okay. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Uh, a lot could happen. Uh, I look forward to it, and I look forward to us getting back together and catching up in April and reviewing everything. Um, so, yeah, any last thoughts or final um, final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, WrestleMania is going to be a, a, a loaded week between... I mean, there's going to be wrestling on every single night. Monday Raw, Tuesday Hall of Fame, Wednesday and Thursday NXT, Friday SmackDown, Saturday WrestleMania, Sunday WrestleMania. I mean, you know, you got seven days of, of, of a WrestleMania week. It's going to be... I think NXT UK's even got a special on the network that they're going to do for you know WrestleMania weekend. So I mean, it's going to be a loaded week. I'm uh, uh, I'm pretty excited for it. I'm looking forward to it, and I think we're going to get some surprises. I don't think it's just going to be what we're seeing on the card with the main roster. Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil are hosting the two night event, um, which you know that's another discussion for another day. But um, just don't I, I come near just... my daughter, brother, dude. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that you play was basketball coming. or anything. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, 
moving on. <laughs> Do you play basketball or anything? You know, I think we got to end it right there. Honestly, I think, folks, I, but uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Please give us a rating and on Apple Podcasts, even though they are deleting. Uh, the our podcast even though they're even though they're peacocking our network oh my god this is the p era the peacocking era everybody's peacocking <laughs> and just showing off but you, that's it's it's an illusion because you really don't have all that yeah oh my goodness all right well folks thank you i think that being said uh we will catch up with you in april and then as always every week dave dropping that hot content with kicking out of two where can they find you again and then we will sign off love you guys bye Facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two, Twitter at kicking out two, K I C K N O U T, and the number two, plus all of our shows right here on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network by searching Retromania with a W. Oh, yeah. Dig it. All right, thanks.